I'm Kevin Casey. I'm a professional mixed martial arts fighter. And right now, what I'm about to do is issue a warning out to all other competitors. I don't want overs. I just expect them to happen. Fatty's gonna fatty is real. I like wooden sides. Welcome to this week's edition of the MMA Analysis Podcast. I am your host, Lance Fischel. It happened. It happened. It happened. It fucking happened. We knew it was going to happen. Like, but it still feels so good. It was, yeah, and it was, it was perfect. It was per, like, I don't think I would have, despite the roller coaster and me dying, when the finish happened, I was laying in the ground in like fetal position. Um, at that point, like, I was like, it felt like I had won the belt. And man, what a, everything. I, I don't even know what else to say. It was, it was absolutely perfect. And if you would have looked at like my Twitter and my mentions and everything I got, like, you might have thought like I had just won the lottery. That like my, my son had just won, you know, you have I, I must have had a hundred and fifty people send me messages. Like you would have thought like that was me who who won the belt. And man, it was it was fabulous. And, and he does it with his improved striking. And I I the biggest and rap in his heart in his hey. ball. Hey, 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 Maddie, Maddie, Maddie. Is he is he a quitter? Is he still a, is he still a quitter? <laughs> Like oh oh hey hey Luca Luca he's really a quitter he he's said he was really after the fight get yeah, the yeah, fuck out of here he, he tried to quit Wes didn't you see the fight he tried to quit he he, he crawled to the door unbelievable bro <laughs> he served it on a platter to Michael Chandler and Chandler God. said no thanks yeah and the, the whole thing is like the fact that that happened like that where he gutted it out like just gutted it I mean he took a beating in that first round isn't, like he got beat up isn't that the epitome of his career change right yeah. there. Yeah. Knockout after surviving. Yep. Uh, that that is the it's so perfect, man. So perfect. Yeah, and the the shit that finished him, dude, like I've watched that clip over probably 20 times. So clean. As part as perfect as you I mean, not just the punches, but the slip Everything. coming back up, but it was perfect, man. Yep. Well, I know the announcers in the UFC suck, but what one thing that they talked about in Two Bronx's last fight and this fight is he throws everything straight and he's actually become very technical with his striking. He doesn't throw these like when you see jujitsu guys and wrestlers like become better strikers, you always see these like wide punches and these looping shots. Dubronx is extremely tight with his striking, and that wasn't some big like it wasn't some like wind up shot or anything. It was just a clean technical shot. Punch. And yeah. he, he followed up like a pro. He didn't freak out. He 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 was calm. He was collective. He moved in. He got his kill. And man, it was it was great. And you know, Mike, Michael Chandler made some mistakes in that fight. I mean, I think if Michael Chandler was a lot smarter, I don't know if we would have seen that second round. Um, but he wasn't. And I think you know, there's it's Dubrox, man. He you didn't he think finds a way you to didn't, I don't I don't know that you, you didn't say that. Yeah, I thought I thought I Chandler did everything that he. He could have yeah. done. Like, like I don't. Follow, everyone's saying that following the, into the, the ground. ground. Everyone's saying that that's a mistake. Like I did. Where Where did Paul Felder beat the shit out of him? Like he was only, too cocky. And he's a different guy than he's. No. Dubronx is a different guy. I, I think Dubronx was badly hurt. I think if Chandler doesn't jump into a place where even when hurt and everything else, Dubronx is comfortable. I think if that fight goes up, Chandler lands one shot. That, that could have been finished. He was, that's like he the was, one spot where Dubronx is not super dangerous is from his back. He's a good when grappler he's hurt. from his back. And, when he's and hurt, Chandler, hurt, maybe. And Chandler was landing bombs. Bomb, yeah. And I mean, 
How do you but, know that he like he waits uh, for the time it takes to Bronx to get back up? The ref separates him. He lets him back up. That's all time he's recovering and stuff too. Like, I thought Chandler did what he should have done there. He was on his back though, hammering him with fucking. Bo- I thought it was over. Like at I, that I point, I was like, when, when Dubronx was doing this number on the ground, I was like, oh, not like this. I was like, yep. man, a, a <laughs> yeah, different referee, a shittier referee might have yeah. stopped that. A bad ref. At the same time, like, yes, it looked bad and he was doing that, but Dubronx did, he never stopped defending. He never stopped moving. There was never a pipe part where the ref <laughs> screaming fight back and it's about to be over. Dubronx had his wits about him the whole time and he was moving, he was defending. And when he got to the ground, like, yes, he was taking shots on the ground, but they weren't like, these death blows when he got on top towards the end, it was, he was doing what he had to do to survive. And, you know, it's, it's funny as bad as that round went and like, he got it, he got, he got his ass whooped. I was watching with like three people and I was looking at my dad and a couple of my buddies over and I was like, Chandler's gassed. <laughs> I was like, do you see this man in this corner? And I was like, Dubronx is going to come back and win. And I was like, I was confident that like Chandler looked gas. And I was like, you know, this fight's going to start out. And if Chandler's tired and Dubronx striking, like, it's there, and that's what I was thinking, and it, and it came true. And yeah, Luca literally after that, the guts and the balls that Dubronx took to win this belt, <laughs> that he actually did quit, and he tried to he tried to quit, he but tried to Chandler run. wouldn't Chandler wouldn't let him. Like, <laughs> didn't like take that, it. The, and, the, and the problem with even that statement is like, there's a ton of guys that's never been accused of quitting in anything that would have been done right there. They'd, yeah. have, they'd have been over. That fight would have been done. More. Like yeah, yeah like man, Dan Hooker. Yeah, and like coming coming out for the second like. Like, I don't even – Chandler being tired or none of it had anything to do with it. Chandler throws some lazy-ass punch to start the round. And stayed in the pocket. And didn't, and come, stayed, didn't get out of range. No, Bronx did I, – I think, like, a lot of guys, they don't realize that length that that guy has. Like, yep. no, Bronx is long as hell, man. Yep. Landed a perfect punch, bro. I, I wanted it that way. I think yep. – I said it on the show last week. I wanted him to knock him out. Like, some yep. people wanted him to choke him. I wanted to knock out. That the was the knockout. I mean, it was – if we could have drawn this up to, you know, put the demons away, put the past behind us and what everyone has said about this gorgeous man that I've been a fan of for over 10 years uh, for this – all, it, it was it was amazing. And, like, even at the start of the second round, like, after that beating, sometimes you see guys, like, a minute later, you're back up. We're in, the, we're in the cage. We're fighting. You see some guys look tired, beat up, like, worried, breathing. Dubronx looked like that was the start of the first looked round. Looked like the start of the fight. Ready to go. And he he came forward even harder at the start of the second round mm-hmm. than he did in the first round. And that's part of what let him land shit so quickly is he just like any distance that there was between them, he just evaporated it. He was like, yeah, nope. And now, and now we already got these fucking morons who Lance continues to have fucking interactions with. That, what, what did I do? What, what do I do? Poirier poor Smokey. McGregor. <laughs> <laughs> Little smoke. Get the fucking... What do y'all need to see anymore? So, like, the people that are saying this stuff, like, they completely skipped the part of the fight where Chandler had to survive, Dubronx being on yeah. his back. Where those other two guys are just listed probably <laughs> get tapped the fuck out. <laughs> I, I, I can be honest. I can be honest for a second. When Dubronx took his back and did not get a finish... I was like, uh-oh. Yeah. No. But that's what made it better. He, he got his position. He didn't finish it, and he didn't quit. And then he gets fucking cracked, doesn't quit, and comes back and finishes. It was, it was yeah, I, I, I had all these guys just like like always, right? I don't know what, I don't know how I draw a ton, attention to 
like the biggest idiots of all time constantly. And after the fight, this guy was just yelling at me about something. And he was complaining that he said the the fight should have been stopped in the first round. And then the set, the finish by Du Bronx was an early stoppage. Oh God, come on. <laughs> I mean, Chandler's out of it. Like, did, did you fun. see how happy Chandler was? Well, he was getting knocked out. I yeah. mean, that oh, yes. done. <laughs> yeah, Joker. yeah. I mean, that was yeah, like, Chandler's the one guy, like one of the few guys in that division that survives that back take. Like he's choking out McGregor in seconds. He gets his back. Uh, Dustin might survive. Who fucking knows? Um, He's getting choked out. Like, Well, Chandler's also, especially in the first round, like, and how he got out of this, he's a powerful dude. Like he got out of that. Stupidly athletic. Yeah, stupidly athletic. He's and hits like a truck. truck. Built like a truck, yeah. Like, yeah the man hits s- like a truck. Like, we said last week, you know, we we didn't give the most straight breakdowns on this fight. No. But we said this before, like in the, the year prediction show, that Chandler is probably the most difficult matchup for Dubronx yeah. in the division. Because of the wrestling and the power, yeah. I mean, yeah. power wrestlers. That's where Dubronx has struggled. You know, the fights that he's lost, a lot of them have been against these – powerful type wrestlers and and that's what give him fits and now i look at yeah this division with this top five and we said this a couple weeks ago anyone can beat anyone right but i thought chandler was the most difficult of all the matchups mm-hmm. apparently i'm wrong um <laughs> apparently conor mcgregor uh he he one left it's over conor mcgregor knocked someone out five years ago i don't know if you guys knew that <laughs> like are, can, can we get over this shit like nobody can survive like everybody survives the left now like, what are you, yeah, what are you he's knocked out one barely staggers you <laughs> He's knocked out one person above 145 pounds with that left. You know who hit? You know who hits harder than Conor McGregor? Chandler. Michael fucking Chandler. That's who hits harder. Than Please, Conor like, yeah, McGregor. he does, and it's not close. And you know, when I look at these matchups, and yes, Conor could. It, you know, I, I do work like would do Bronx a moment. Who knows how people are going to act when you face Conor McGregor in a main event of pay per view? You don't know how people are going to act. You don't know the the butterflies and the experience. It is a different feeling, even verse fighting for a title when you're fighting Conor McGregor. But at the same time, if I'm going to break that fight down from just stylistically and who these guys are, in what universe does Dubronx instantly not push Conor McGregor against the cage, drag him to the ground, and choke him out by however he feels like? And I think Poirier, right? Like, yes, Poirier, I think if they're on the feet, I'd actually be more scared of Poirier striking than Conor striking because Conor gasses out and he's just aiming for that big left where Poirier is more of a technical striker who can last longer. But Poirier can't wrestle either. And mm-hmm. – I don't, I don't know. And then we got this idiot Darius like, I'm next. I'm oh, like, God. who are you? Who are you? I don't you, know beat who a, you, are. you just beat a literal ghost in your last and you, fight. And you didn't even, like, it was like Dubronk's like embarrassed and dominated and hurt Tony. Darius like laid and prayed a dead body. Laid. He landed half. Dubronk's wasn't landing that much ground and pound against Tony. And he, and Darius landed half as many. Mm-hmm. He did nothing, and he didn't go for subs, like except for the. the I mean, he did the leg lock. Knee up. Yeah, he did. Well, except for the fuck. leg lock, though, he wasn't going for like other subs. He wasn't yeah. doing too many transitions. Like, he didn't look overly good to me. And I, I do think, you know, I think it's obvious. Depending on timing, though, right? It depends what Dubronx wants to do and what the UFC wants to do. I think they could use it, and how quick he wants to fight, right? If Dubronx wants to fight in August, right? Maybe he fights Justin Gaethje. And maybe the winner of, you know, Conor McGregor and Dustin are going to fight the winner of that one. That's a possibility. Or, you know, Dubronx sits out until, God, you'd have to think, October? Does he want to sit out six months? I don't know. 
the, the division just got very, very interesting. So good. Yep. This is the, to me, this is the one of the best divisions when you look at a top five or six. I think I've ever seen because usually when we see these, you know, even the good divisions that are like the top seven or eight are really good. Usually, like there's one guy that's just way above, and even though two through six are good, the the one guy can't be beat, so it doesn't matter. Dubronx is amazing, but Dubronx, we can all be honest, he can be beat. We had we yeah. had that. Yeah, we had that in this division. And was one fifty five? No, we didn't. Well, be the finish ran away. I don't know, but ran away. Yeah. So like that's what makes <laughs> the division so happy, like so awesome. Like the number six guy, the number five guy versus number like there's so many good matchups, and if any of those guys face each other and one of the other lost, literally nothing would overly surprise me, right? Like when you look at Gaethje, Dubronx, throw Chandler in there. If Ch- Chandler can knock out any of those guys too, Chandler could be any of them. It's a Awesome, awesome division. And Dubrox is thirty-one. He is a thirty-one-year-old with like oh, with like fucking twenty-something UFC fights records, and they're yeah. thirty-one years old. Most he's big. not. He's not like in a Jose thirty-one. No, or Honor thirty-one. Well, there's that to be said about you know him getting out there a bit early in early. some of his previous fights <laughs> is. He hasn't taken the shit that some he made, of those other he guys made, have taken. He made good business decisions. Yeah. And honestly, I, I was surprised. Uh, like, I knew Durant had a ton of fights in the UFC before he won the belt. But I was surprised that he actually set the record for most before winning. I thought it was going to be like Bisping or something like that. Yeah. Bisping's but, like, what, one one behind him or something. Is he? Like yeah. yeah. Yep. And, and I, th- I think this was also a bit different than Bisping's to me. Bisping kind of luck stacked into the title. Let's be real. Like yeah, he yeah. got he got that he got that Rockhold fight out of luck, right? Like it just yeah. kind of happened. Short notice, a fight yeah. fell out, like a short notice, whatever, and he won the belt. Good for him, he did it, and that's fucking awesome. Dubronx had to win eight straight <laughs> to get this title shot, <laughs> and did everything he could. And now we have one of the most exciting, you know, champions there are, and a guy who likes to stay active. Like in the past, where Dubronx hasn't fought as much because he couldn't get anyone to sign on the dotted line, and I think this is a guy who's going to fight. And I actually do think. He's going to fight Gaethje next. I think it's going to be Dubronx Gaethje. Um, I, I think we'll see it in – it depends how quick he wants to come back. I would guess maybe it's the like, mid-August we see Dubronx versus Gaethje is my guess. That's a, that's an interesting fight. But, you know, after after that – watching that Gaethje takedown defense in the last one, I, I know he's not going <laughs> to be, but I could see Dubronx uh, getting that body lock and, and mm-hmm. getting it to the mat. Different kind of takedowns. Embarrassing but, on, the, on the ground. Yeah, that was that was bad. And the other thing about Dubronx is you talked about the, the winning streak that he's been on. Uh, this kind of speaks to how badly the UFC fucks up in most situations. Because this is like the one guy where he went through a bunch of shit, had a bunch of wins and losses, and then he got built back up slowly. Slowly. Yeah slowly gained confidence and then turned into the fighter that he could have been all along. Yep. It also helps when nobody wants to fight you. But yeah, so but early yeah, on, it kind of slowly help build. All the boring he, Russians. He, he, <laughs> fought, he fought like, his first fight was at like, what, 21 and fought. Um, was it Ephraim Escudero was his first one, I think? No, he no, fought. Elkins was his first one, wasn't it? He had like, yeah, he had like some really tough fights early in his. Oh year. yeah, he, he was, fought like Jim Miller, his third Jim fight Miller, in the UFC. Yeah. yeah, and was fighting those guys when they were like really good, weren't fucking yeah. completely fucking yeah. washed. Yep. 
Yeah, he fought. It, it was Elkins first, and then Escadero, and then they gave him Jim Miller, who at that yeah. point Jim Miller was Jim Miller, and then Lentz, who whatever beat him, and then Cowboy. Cowboy. And then he had Cowboy, and then he had a couple easy ones, and then Cub Swanson and Frankie Edgar, yep. and then you know if you Max look at it, he was like he was like, like twenty one or something like that. If, 20 or if 20 you look ago. at his losses, they're all they're all top tier guys. Like he wasn't. Oh yeah, it, it wasn't one of those things. Especially where he was at the time. The yeah, yeah. Yep. So all hail Dubronx. Uh, honestly, that was I would say top two of my sporting life. Um, excitement and like just we, everything that went with it. We were uh, zooming and watching the fights, and after that happened, I told him, I was like, if if the other Brazilian does that same thing in the fall and wins a title, this oh. will rank this will rank way up there on one of my favorite yeah. years in college. Oh, yeah. yeah, I mean Glover it, 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 and Bill Bronx in the same year. Like, <laughs> I was like emotional. I mean, the amount of time and energy I have spent on this man and the arguing and the fighting, like, like. <laughs> So after he caught him, like I jumped out of my seat and I was like on the ground. Any one, I was just like, oh my, like, I couldn't believe it. Like even though I knew he was a favorite in the fight, I knew he could win. I thought he would win. There's just something about it. Like Charles Oliveira is the UFC champion. Who would have thought this two years ago, three years ago, whatever? If I would have told you Dubronx is going to be champ, I don't think I don't think anyone would would have believed you. But man, this guy, he earned it. And you know, we saw the reactions from different fighters on Twitter and different areas. Like I've never seen a more just just like everyone was saying the same thing, like God, this is great. Like this guy has went out there and earned it. He's been in the UFC. They knew what he put in. They, yeah. the, the fighters know what he had to go through. Yeah, like the, the people not wanting to fight him, Dana not wanting to give him fights, or even yeah. like the big fights to get a title shot. So yeah, people turning There's him down when he fights six times. Better what, than when you're invested in a fighter yeah. and they come through. Like, yeah, it's different than being invested in like a team or anything yeah. like that. When it's an individual it's and they guy. come through like that, it's and it's not awful. even and not just the individual. Like because I root for individual. Like Jeff Gordon was one of my favorite sports figures ever. Andre Agassi. It's different when it's a fight and you're well, invested I think like it. I think yeah. it's also different too. It's like let's say you were a fan of of John Jones, right? John Jones win the title. Okay. Right, he was he was supposed to win the title. I think when it's a guy like this who you've seen go on this roller coaster and you've been a fan of him, you see like how much he's done. It's different, right? He wasn't supposed to be champ. This guy was never supposed to be champion. You look five years ago, there's no way in hell you'd be surprised. Maybe he could have been cut at one point, right? Like you're. That's why I think makes this so much sweeter. It's, it's the underdog story, right? And I think everyone everyone kind of loves an underdog story. And, and this one played out perfectly. It, it really did. And there's so many funny fights, fun fights up for him. And Derek Lewis is going to be champ this year. I mean, this is a crazy-ass year. Now you've gone insane. He's drunk <laughs> shout, on fucking shout out, shout out to the head of the, the – Me and, uh, the me and Brad champ, already bet Munich. champ fan club. Shout out. On Derek Lewis. <laughs> I might. I mean, it's going to be a silly line. Plus 275. You're getting hog stamped on that one. Anthony Smith didn't fare so well when a dude broke into his house. Dude tried to break into Derek Lewis's car, and he got the shit knocked out of him. So he's already got a leg up on that title challenger. One of the two of those guys has been to prison, and that might tell you about defending against criminals. Anthony Smith's been to prison? You steal a sub or something. <laughs> anyway, let's uh, let's cover the rest of this card, and we can go uh, we can go pretty quick here. Um, 
So, lightweight division, Christos Jagos defeated Sean Soriano. Kind of Soriano's career in a nutshell here. Uh, <laughs> Jagos gets beat on the first round. Soriano gets caught in a sub. Ball game. Oh, Brad, Brad, this, this fucking guy hit a, hit some, uh, a nice parlay. Was this the, one of the props in it? This, this was one of the props in it. Nice, nice. Yeah. Yeah. Started off nice. Jagos is the perfect middle of the road fighter that has, you know, decent enough wrestling and can slap a sub on every once in a while versus a guy like Soriano who has five minutes. You made fun of me last week because I said he was going to get a finish. You're like, this guy I hasn't finished in 27 years. <laughs> he hasn't. That was his first finish. I know. He was fighting Sean Soriano. Fighting Sean Soriano. <laughs> I know. When he got that sub, I was like, I'm an idiot. <laughs> <laughs> you know, it, it, it happens. But uh, next up, featherweight division, Tucker Lutz uh, defeated Kevin Aguilar. I was proud of myself here. Old Lance. All, it's betting Kevin Aguilar all day, every day in this matchup. You give me that slight underdog line and a guy I like, a guy I've won money on for you know a few fights. I passed on it, and I'm happy I did because he's he's worst. He's he's worst for sure. That might be a theme to this uh, event here, Lance. A lot of worsen. It, yeah. it got it. Yeah, it got me. It, it slight plus money got. Yeah, that was bad. Let, yeah. let let's look okay. He look, he look Lutz nice. looks okay for 10 minutes, and then the third yeah. rounds with that dude are awful. Not great. But he was never in, like, trouble. He he doesn't gas out to a level yet. And maybe it's Ag- Aguilar, but he doesn't seem to gas out to a level while I was worried about him, like, dying or anything. He just seemed a little tired and, like, takes it down from, like, 100% to 80% in the third rounds. It wasn't, like, Claudio Silva three minutes into the fight, like, blacking out <laughs> and, like, falling down. And I, I, Aguilar, Aguilar pushed it. He does, yeah. He, he he did that fight. Like he didn't he didn't look great by any means. And I, I don't know if, I don't know if he's completely washed washed really. Like I think it was he was facing a tough young kid. Um, Lutz he's also great. maybe just not very good. Mm. Yeah, I, I, honestly, yes. Has he ever been really good? We don't know, right? Like he's he's won some fights. He's had a couple knockouts. We've seen him in LFA. Uh, but yeah, I, th- I thought Lutz looked decent. I think this is a guy who's going to beat a lot of guys. Probably. All right. Um, Women's flyweight, Prisha Kachurubura. There's the banger. There's the banger for the boys. You guys bet that? By TKO. Brad bet it to the stream froze. Yeah, he had that TKO with that sub and fucking hit a nice Yeah, that's ridiculous. Oh, we had a couple comments I missed. Tim said he busted all over himself when Dubronx won. Same. And then I cried. I cried. I'm not going to lie. I cried. Did you guys cry? So it was a typical. It was a typical Saturday night for yeah. humans. <laughs> so, sometimes Lance does that. Yeah. Yeah. I call that a normal Tuesday. Um, I, did you guys cry? Was there tears? No. Uh, there was. What, there was lots when, of yelling and shit talking on. What, the, what on about the when Dubronx put his shirt over his head and he was crying and nothing? I I think at that point I was probably just talking with Wes and Andrew. So mm-hmm. we were I'm, we were kind of screaming and yelling. It, it was, yeah. I'm not a big sad crier. I don't cry due to sadness. I'm a big time happy crier all the time. <laughs> I, I probably cry once a week. I would say a good cry. TV shows, you know, I'll, I'll have a good cry every. Even network shows, really bad shows, I'll have a good cry every every now and then. It's good to cry. What did Jimmy Takes V say? A real man to admit it, Lance. Yeah, I, there's nothing wrong. A good ha- There's nothing better than a happy cry. It makes you feel alive. You know. But what did Jimmy V say? Every day you need to, uh, you need to. It's like pray, cry, and something else. Feel emotions or something. I don't that know. Sound, that sounds dumb. 
Yeah. That, that guy sounds like he's probably dead with that kind of voice. <laughs> you don't know who Jimmy B is? We know Jimmy B is. That's how ruthless Brad is. Oh, if you laugh, you think, and you cry, that's a heck of a day. Ah. Oh, quote. That's different. That's different than what you said. Well, I'm not very, I'm not very good. And, you know, these 10% uh, sour IPAs will go to your head extremely quickly. Um, what are the comments we have here? Heard you guys are giving away a Jessica I one month free trial. Uh, only we can't afford that. The Come on. Celebration. That's a, that's a that's good like one. That's like 72 Kelton, bro. Oh my God. And that's from, uh, I can't pronounce your phrase. I'll try it. Aikakaya. Is that good? Korea? All right. And then our boy Hyper Blue, uh, Great Potter pay-per-view is when the stream lagged and cut 30 seconds off the Mukagian fight. That was good. Our boy uh, Aaron Brondister, uh, Saeed Betts for this week. There's a dude that got knocked out by a Saeed that's fighting on this card, so I don't know. Maybe we'll make a Saeed bet. Maybe. And then Steve? I'm going to like, we need to like, Need a What's counter that? put in Lance's window to clock how many times he says the word I. Well, you know, <laughs> I'm a so selfish sales week. guy. No Bronx winner week. Oh, this guy said I got his name right. The first name? I feel like I just said a bunch of, like, vowels and consonants and just kind of stuck them together. But I'm <laughs> also, glad I did that. Uh, j- judging by the name, I- I'm I'm drinking an Aloha Sour in honor of our boy Aikaika. That is an awesome name. There you go. That is. All right, and then some dude, our our boy Wyo, um, talked about hockey, and we this is not a hockey podcast. No, sorry. All right, I'm surprised anyway. you knew that was hockey. If we're being yeah. honest, you know what can you say? I'm big big hockey guy. Yeah. Big hockey guy. All right, um, women's flyweight Andrea Lee, Antonio Shevchenko. I was dying watching the head and arm, baby. The four minute triangle. Oh, she had no well. idea what she was doing. It was hilarious. She's like, I know my legs go here, but then what happens? And the only reason she got the arm eventually is because no girl was just she like, just threw uh, it in there. Yeah, Dude. it was like, uh. Dude, that was, I, yeah. I, I'll, I'll take the plus money. It's one of the few bets I could. actually Do make. I need to start betting on ladies' fights? I didn't bet any of this oh, stuff. It's getting, it's getting to be I, that bad. I, I didn't take that one. Although uh, apparently a bunch of people were on the uh, the sub prop, which was like a thousand, which makes sense. It does. <laughs> I, who, but who then that? women's like, MMA does, makes sense. That's what it does. Yeah. Yeah, that was that was funny. Um, and then we had I got this one wrong. Uh, Jordan Re uh, Jordan Wright, the Beverly Hills Ninja, defeating yep. Jamie Pickett by knockout. Man, like. Well, I mean, this Pick- got it's got Marley too. So Pickett. Yeah, oh, that makes sense because Pickett yeah. lands a good shot. Goes in, he's like, well, I've never wrestled before. This seems like a good time. (laughs) (laughs) And then he leaves his head in there, and he's eating CTE elbows all day. Like, that almost knocked me out right there. Um, Man, what the fuck? All he had to do was keep distance and throw strikes, and he's getting right out of there. And people are talking about, oh, this kid's for real. Like, here we are again, right? No, nobody's – Let them say it. I mean, yeah. you attract the weirdos on Twitter. So yeah. What have I so done? Bad. Do you guys ever read my like mentions? It is. Uh, it's bad. I mean, I, what, I, I thought you muted. Over so, there. You, no. yeah. <laughs> are you attacked me? I had some good anti-Semitic stuff on Saturday, and I was like, not oh, that was solid, my yep. night, Nazi. <laughs> yeah, yeah. Lance, Lance has literal Nazis coming at him. Yes. <laughs> I, I, what? I don't know. Like, I'll literally tweet this line's off. 
and they'll be like, you fucking Jew. <laughs> <laughs> like, well, I, all I said is I thought Dubrox would be, you know, not a plus 150, but hey, man, you, you do you. And that was the guy who said uh, he thought the Dubrox top bitch was bad. Early. That he of thought Chandler was, was fine. <laughs> God, George intelligent Wright, folks on the internet. Jordan Wright is horrible, and he's back in the ground with some fresh soil over top of yeah, water. Yeah, he's not. He's not he's good bad. at all. The Beverly Hills Ninja. Yeah, he's got that miracle grow in him right now. Because yeah. that one, it's going to be quick. Spout real, real, quick. real quick, super yeah. fast. Yeah. <laughs> oh man. All right. When we go to uh, featherweight division, Lando Venata defeated Mike Grundy. Split, which no, not a split. There were some weird cards uh, this week, but did Grundy just forget how to like? I, he, I don't know what he's doing. He didn't set up his takedowns for one. Like. I've I've learned how to wrestle in my life, right? I'm not some great wrestler or anything, but I know how to set up shots. And when you when you're a wrestler and you see something is not like everyone has a go to shot or takedown that they like to shoot. When you see it's not working, you try something else, right? Like I always shot a high crotch. I always went for high crotch, switch with a double, whatever. If it wasn't working, you know what I would do? Other things. <laughs> I would do other things. I wouldn't just keep doing it. Motherfucker just grabbing a like he keeps grabbing one leg. I'm like, dude, you're shooting low on the legs. Go up a little bit, shoot more of a high double, like against the fucking waist, and drive him. He how many times did he grab this motherfucker's one leg? <laughs> that's that's that Commonwealth bronze medalist technique right there. Dude, yeah. give me a break. That was embarrassing. Yeah. Lando yeah, looked a lot better Lando at 45. Had a wrestle. Yet yeah, <laughs> Lando nobody... put on the most consistent performance of his life. Yeah, as well. Yeah, he he looked really good yeah. at forty five. Yeah. We we were we were talking about it when it was happening. Grun, he kept getting a hold of him, and he would be on his waist. Lando would just turn and fight hands like every single time. Yep. He'd just turn his back and then fight hands and break away. Every that it happened like fifteen times in the fight. He never do something like do something else, bro. He do never something. went for like more of like a high waist like standard double. Like if I have a guy that squirm me like that. Stop fucking shooting singles, right? Like, stop shooting yeah. outside singles and stuff like that. Like, get in there, tuck your fucking head in, lock your hands under his fucking ass, and drive. Get both like, legs in there because when you go low, those squirmy guys can get out of there. Yeah, La- Lando's Lando's takedown defense looked as good as it ever had. He yeah. he he looked decent in that fight at 145. I mean, I don't know how good he really is, but I, I want to see more at 45. I mean, he, I thought he looked pretty good. Yeah. I think he's there to stay from, you know, from some of the, the comments and the interview and stuff like that. I, I think yeah. it's good for him. And I think Lando's always been like the fun guy and I throw these fun, fun kicks. And like, to me, like he didn't do a lot of that this time. He looked like a, a fighter, Like He looked like he took it seriously. And yeah. sometimes, you know, there's uh, fighting so mental, right? Like maybe one little thing mentally, he's like, I'm going to 45. This is real for me now. Right. Like I'm going to kill myself to make this weight. And if I show up, I want to do good. So good for him. We'll see what happens next. Um, all right, middleweight division. We don't talk about this very long, um, but I'm glad I didn't bet Jacare. I bet the uh, doesn't go. Super happy. Andre Munez defeated Jacare. Uh, Armbar broke that shit. And, oh. man, that was – there was a lot that was surprising about this, obviously, with Jacare. Obviously, he's getting subbed for the first time ever. The slickness of this submission. That shit – this dude – I don't know. I was super fucking – I know Jacare's washed and shit, but Jacare's not, like, jujitsu washed. He can't take he a look. That good. was sloppy. That he was sloppy. He looked good early. 
I mean, he looked leaving that arm in there like that was pretty sloppy. He's never been scared of a fucking sub because he's Jacare. He's got like he's got fifty year old bone marrow. That's that's the thing here that we're not talking about is he wasn't really in a submission. Like he just his arm was in there and he 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 tried to like switch his hips to get out of it and his arm just snapped. (laughs) Yeah. Man, the the sound though, man, that that guy's gonna beat a lot of people. They they literally thought that he tapped. That shit popped so he didn't tap he didn't tap. I I know it it, the the commentators like Rogan and it was like, oh, he tapped. He tapped. Like, like, no, dude, tap. his, his arm just blew up. Yeah. And then he about? was just like, huh. You yeah, they didn't even make a fucking that's, – that's insane. Yeah. Like, completely insane. He didn't even make a fucking face. He was like mm. – It was like nothing. It was like, man, I dropped a quarter. <laughs> Shit. <laughs> At first, I thought it was like the, the Tim Sylvia, Frank Mir, like forearm break. Mm-hmm. And then, obviously, we, we saw the that replay. And so the old funny bone. Watch, uh, we watched it kind of two, two Brazilian uh, legends like that. Both get their arms snapped over the nod. dog's neck. Hey, yeah, nod, yep, the same yep. shit. Uh, J- Jacare, like, he's he's done, man. Even though he looked good early. He was done before this. I don't know but what he, you guys were thinking. I mean, he looked good early, dude. He he was he got a takedown, was on top and shit, working like he looked. He, he looked did that pretty against good. He, yeah, <laughs> he, he here's where you're. So here's where you guys should have known not to bet Jacare when I didn't bet Jacare. <laughs> yeah. If that's not the and I said I, I stayed show. away. Like I if stayed. that's not the biggest give, if I am not betting on Jacare or Weidman. Like, if I know one of my favorite fighters is washed and I don't bet on him and I bet against him or something else, like, you best believe he's worst. Like, he's starting center for the Washington football team. <sighs> anyway, R.I.P. Jacare. Let's move on to the main card in a – this was this was great. Uh, <laughs> Edson Barbosa defeated Shane Burgos. This is a winner. Was this consensus this week? No. no. What? It no, wasn't. Was, what it. was this consensus this week? Oh, yeah, Dubois. Was, <laughs> was this Munich, I mean? No, the Ferg was. Oh. <laughs> yeah, well, yeah. I think we all bet Barbosa, though. I and bet him. He was, man, I he had him inside, yeah. He can beat anyone at 145. Anyone. He you tell me Barbosa can't beat Volkanovski? Yeah, he can't keep it on nasty. the feet and beat him? And and that's, that's a guy that you would think would give him troubles because of his forward pressure. But... He was just able to counter him. I mean, Burgos is hittable, so that helps. Those leg kicks, those calf yeah, kicks. <laughs> the the leg kicks, like we, we were talking about it. Nobody has I, – I can't remember an MMA that consistently and brutally throws leg kicks like Edson Barboza yeah. has for a decade against everybody. And, like, he took some punches from Burgos, man, and that dude mm-hmm. still got a granite chin. Like well, it, and he took some big body shots too. Like Burgos yeah, was, was ripping the body, and he was just like, hey, whatever. You know. Yeah, he's still a, a durable fucking dude, man. Yeah. Uh, chin is still granite. He's a he's a problem down there, man. And that like that that late reaction knockout was that was fucking awesome, man. And so I know they they took him to the hospital. In other words, I was saying at the time, like they better check that guy because those yeah. are bad. When you yep. have those delayed fucking knockouts to the head, not yeah. a body shot, that ain't, that shit ain't good. 
like the body shots, it's like someone asked me, like, have you seen this before? And I was like, I see it with liver shots. I don't know if I've ever seen it with like a, a head shot, right? Because it wasn't also like two seconds. It was like six. Yeah, I've seen it, it a like, long time. Seen boxing. Like, it was like he got hit and he was like about to throw, then he was like, oh, fuck. Ah. That, that <laughs> usually could almost mean a blame breed. A brain bleed and shit. He was yeah, fine though. They checked him out. Yeah. TV, all that, all that shit. Yeah. And that was a great fight, man. I, I don't, I don't think I, I don't think I take Burgos down a peg at all. I'm like, that guy's a gamer. Like, and he stood toe to toe with Barbosa. Um, he ate the leg kicks like they were nothing. Like that did not, I know, you know, Rogan and them like to make it seem like you're being amputated. Uh, but I, I didn't think the leg kicks affected him much. I mean, Burgos was actually getting stronger throughout that second round. And you can make an argument he won the second round. Yeah, I, I think they were having an impact. Yeah, he, they were, but they weren't good. debilitating. No, no, no. But they they slowed him down. Yeah, yeah. They, I, he, they slowed I, him down, kept him in the pocket. I, I scored the second for for Barbosa, but I wouldn't have been violently against a one-one going to the third. One one of the judges had it even going into the third. Yeah, the I, I don't. I don't hate that well. card. I, th- I thought it was close. I thought Barbosa did more. I thought he he had a little more damage. Uh, but that was a great fight, man. And I, I don't know who Barbosa is going to get next. I'd have to pull up the old, the old rankings. But he needs—he's not young, and I think he's. No. There were some bullshit decisions that he had, obviously, with uh, with Dan Ige and, and some other ones. And I, I think, yeah, and you 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 got to move him up quick. Like I don't care. I don't give a shit where he's ranked. Like I think Barbosa needs to face someone in the top five, unless the UFC just really hates Giga. I, they really I said Giga. that after the Giga fight. Give him the winner of Barbosa and, uh, and Burgos. You know, Let's do it. He's the I greatest Barbosa, striker ever, man. I know Barbosa was asking for like a top five, and, and I would too. Like I think there's a lot of guys in the top – anyone in the top five, right? I don't know if Yair's still alive or Korean Zombie's still alive or any of those guys. Cater. But Calvin Cater's a good fight. Josh Emmett's ranked six. I think he's dead. Arnold Allen's uh, English. <laughs> like <laughs> – um, so, I mean, it, it could be Giga. It wouldn't surprise me. I think Yair versus Edson Barbosa is a kick-ass fight, and I think it's embarrassing that Yair Rodriguez is ranked number three because he's not the third best fighter in that division. Um, that but can't be real. I know. It's depressing, isn't it? I mean, yeah. We'll it's such though. a good division, too. It's, it's, man, the lower weight classes are just bangers. It's it's real good. Um, Mugagian defeated some chick. Um, I didn't pay too much attention. This is when I caught up on Twitter because I, I can't really keep up with Twitter, but – I, I thought I scored this fight for not Mukagian. Was yeah, I wrong? It was close. It was I didn't close. really pay attention. I bet Arujo, so I'm a little biased, but uh, I thought it was a close fight. Rujo just didn't do much on the fucking ground. Is the facing problem. Mukagian, you don't do much. You just wait till the bell. Yep. This chick sucks, man. Like, w- w- does the UFC not understand what they're doing when they have her on these main cards? Like, everyone's just laughing. No one it's enjoys breaks. it, and she seems like a terrible person, doesn't she? I don't know about that. I mean, I mean, she's equal, equal opportunist. She's uh, she's a fan the, of the yeah. The, the only thing like that's interesting, <laughs> the only thing that's interesting about her is that she likes uh, porn with the giant black dicks, so. <laughs> and then claims she's been hacked. So she makes who, that uninteresting who too. Who doesn't? Who doesn't? <laughs> I get it. Anyway, we'll, we'll, I, no, I don't. I don't care. Um, catch weight fight. Um, with, <laughs> oh, Rosario missed weight at one thirty five when he's a flyweight. Uh, <laughs> <laughs> I, I, I was so close to betting Snell throughout the week. I ended up laying off. Um, and I don't know. Did Snell look bad? Or Bontoron? What did I say? Bontoron. 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 Uh, this, this new 
like stick and move Schnell is not the style for him. No, like he needs to stop that. I don't know who told him that was a good idea. This this shit needs to stop immediately because he is not good at it. Yeah, Bone Bone turned. Uh, he he looked good to me. It, I got some dog money, but Brad's right. Schnell can't. That's just not his game, man. Especially against a guy like this. Like you're you're not going to be able to do it to him, and it just doesn't work for for Schnell. And, uh, that's twice I've lost a, a good chunk on uh, Schnell fights uh, going the distance, and never again until I see him go back uh, to how he used to fight because this is not good. He used to just be kind of like a lunatic. Yeah, and he yep. won. Yeah, you know, he's not, he won his fights. He would catch guys and shit. Like this ain't it. Not a not a lunatic anymore. Um, and then. Um, just really depressing. Uh, Benio Darius defeated Tony Ferguson, unanimous decision. Nothing to say here. I, Darius moved like way up the fucking rankings. And I think like people aren't like, are we really going to, like, Darius is ranked above Michael Taylor. What? <laughs> like, I know the rankings don't mean shit. Like, I get that. But at the same time, like, we're really going to rank Darius above Chandler. And like, Tony Ferguson, six in the world. Did that look like the number sixth ranked fighter in the world to you? What's more far fetched? Darius three or Ferguson six? Ferguson shouldn't even be Ooh. top ten. And if, yeah. if Darius Chandler, who wins that fight? Nine times out of ten. <laughs> Darius is dead man. I hope they make that fight. This man's calling out Dubronx. Like, give me a fucking break, dude. Like, get the back of the line. Like that would be a big bet. I think. How is Chandler Darius not the next fight? The only way it's not is if it's Chandler Gagey. Man, I, I like Chandler. I, I actually became a Chandler fan this week, I think. Uh, just he like, seems like a good dude. Just a good – I'm going to text him, see if we can go out for a beer. Um, <laughs> he lives He lives right down the street. Just, you know, see what's up. But, man, like how he took that loss, just like the res- pre-fight too. He was very respectful pre-fight. And, like, I, I don't need this animosity and all this bullshit before fights. Like, I sometimes like just respect before fights. And I thought I thought Chandler took it the loss well, took the pre-fight well. Um, it, I don't want Chandler coming off a loss to Dubron fighting Gaethje because he loses that fight. You lose two in a row, like you're you're down, man. Take Darius. That's an easy fight, and Darius is basically the same rank as as Gaethje. Yeah. <laughs> is uh, Gaethje or Poirier ranked number one? Poirier. Right now. Poirier. Poirier, Gaethje, Darius. Like, give me a fucking <laughs> break, Darius, rank three. <laughs> oh damn, man! But. Tony yeah. Six might be just as bad. That's just as bad. <laughs> it's not that's, They're right there. I mean, that dude's about, game, it, his style is stuck in like 2004. Yeah. It's like, oh, yeah. Well, the funny thing about 155, we talked about how strong it is, uh, you know, one through five, like one through six, really, right? Like Dubronx, Poirier, Gaethje, Darius, Chandler, McGregor. And then you got like Ferguson, RDA, Hooker, Felder. I'm like, I think two of those guys are retired. Like it really, <laughs> it really drops down after after you get past Mike Chandler in those rankings. But yeah, I think I think this weight class is it's really easy to figure out what's next for each, depending on how quick Conor McGregor uh in, or how quick Dubronx wants to fight if he wants to wait for Conor, which I suspect Dubronx will want to wait for Conor. Easiest style matchup, biggest butt payday, but. McGregor's we'll never going to fight him, so we don't have to worry about that. Can you believe Connor even just uttering that man's name? Like, that's like, <laughs> the, that's like you get in the fucking, when you're a kid, you get in the bathroom, you, 
you turn out the light and you say Bloody Mary ten times, man. You got to be careful. You got to be careful with that shit, Connor. You can't you can't be saying Du Bronx's name too many times. You might tap out. Um, all right, let's let's move on to next week's card, which I got to say it's really getting, fucking bad. It is. I'm getting a beer first. I need to. You you, you get a beer. We'll we'll get started. Me and Wes are going to be watching this these fights together. Um, probably God, what time? The card starts at like six. Like we're gonna be like probably like thirty seven Habibs deep. <laughs> Dun, Dun road Dun road seven hard eights. Uh, smoked a couple tables and <laughs> so, no watch fights. So many hard eights. Like I might be three card poker drunk. Three card poker <laughs> nah. drunk for me is where I I reach Ooh. the level of drunkenness and I'm like. I'm gonna play three card. It's straight flush time, baby. <laughs> the early the early prelims start at four Eastern. And yeah, we're not gonna oh. watch those. <laughs> <laughs> Let's nah. see. I can. Oh no! I, I gotta see Yancy Madero's fights. Yep. I might I mean, have. Well, I might have it on the phone. Well, something. the sports book there from the pictures I saw. I don't know if you've been. Have you been to that sports book? Yeah. Yep. Like it looks like a pretty big sports book, and there's some shit around it. So it's 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 decent, and you can kind of uh, stay in. But they got like a lot of. Uh, the shit separated, but they they took away their uh, their mask and distancing policy today. Caesar's property. Fuck yes. Uh, so did they really? Yeah, it started. Today. I've been looking every day because I'm like yeah. every Caesar's property besides the one I'm going to has no mask, and I'm like I'm fully vaccinated. I yeah, Caesar's did. I, I'm I'm probably gonna I'm probably gonna still wear my mask a little bit. Uh, I'm not gonna a, wear a mask, but I won't give it to you. I'm good. It's a lot of <laughs> yeah. Because I've been looking and see if Vegas opened all the Caesar's properties, and my my brother because he, he has to work this week, and he went on Monday Tuesday. So mm-hmm. Corey and his girlfriend were there Monday Tuesday, and they had full mask. Social yeah. thing, all that, and I knew yeah. they were going away with it, but I, yeah, I would they, they not. did it. Uh, I think starting today, today it was. But I'm I'm hoping like they put the chairs back in the sports book section because they had them yeah. all like distance and shit. So it was like yeah, just maybe well, a third of the seats in there. Well, the, the worst part about mask rules at casinos is not even the mask thing. I think we're all used to wearing masks, besides the red hat wearers. Um, you can't drink at the tables when they got the no when they got the mask rules. So yeah. if I'm gonna drink thirty seven Habibs by five PM, I can't be I can't I gotta drink at the tables. You gotta drink or gamble. You can't drink and can't gamble. Both. Like what yeah. kind of world is this? Yeah, I what, know. what happened to your freedom, Lance? But, yeah, no. Oh we just we got it back. I was just telling you. They got the freedom back over there. Yeah, no masks this weekend apparently at the casino, which oh. my brother was like, there's masks and everywhere and like it's social distancing and they're missing chairs and everything. And then we get there like three days later and we're we got full sports book and, yep. and all that. That was today, yeah. I might be my buddy Gam Lou drunk on Saturday watching the fights, just Red Bull on the rocks. Or not Red Bull, uh fire fireball on the rocks. Oh, wow. I took a fireball shot a couple weeks ago. I don't remember why, but it happened. Why? <laughs> I was at a, I was at a restaurant with my brother's girlfriend. She's like, I'm ordering shots. I'm getting tequila. And I was like, rather die. And she's like, what will you take? And I was like, I guess fireball. <laughs> and there Get we are. Anyway, let's uh, let's cover this card. We start in the lightweight division. We have Rafael Alves taking on Demir Ismagulov, who's a, a boring Russian who likes to go to decision. Nishan. The boringest. Oh, I don't know. That, that's a contentious thing. battle. There, there's a lot of them. I don't know. He, he is very boring. Um, boring. On the flip side, Alves has nine professional losses. He's been finished <laughs> nine times. So this shit is going to get put to the test. <laughs> Damn. <laughs> this is this is something. What's the line yeah. that doesn't go? 
this seems right up my alley. I'm going to have like 10 bets in this car because I'll be drunk watching the book. Yep. I think going to have it like plus 165, I think. Yeah. Plus, uh, I plus 150, more. 165. Um, yeah, but it's the boringest Russian, Lance. <laughs> it's what tough. What do you take here? The the boring Russian uh, by decision is still juiced. It's minus 125. <laughs> plus 200 on boring Russian inside the decision. The decision. Yeah. I know. Terrifying. Uh, <laughs> I, I'm not touching this. Uh, Ismagulov as like a minus 600 favorite is a bit crazy, but he is boring, so he's going to probably make fights boring and safe, and he'll probably win. Yeah, probably. Wes? Yeah, he, he's he's gonna win here. I mean, he's just better than this guy. It's just really good to finish, man. You're talking about the most boring uh, Russian. That, this has decision written all over it to me, even against this fucking guy. I just I can't see Ismagulov finishing uh, a fucking six inch subway turkey plug that Lance apparently doesn't need anymore. So, um, I. I'm going to say yeah, Ismagulov by decision, man. It's just hard to, to see him finishing everybody. But if he can, th- this is probably the guy. Brad? I'm so conflicted. I mean, <laughs> you've got the most boring Russian, and you've got a guy who has never lost by anything but finish. Like... <laughs> What, like concrete, two worlds colliding. You like yeah. concrete results. Like if you're going to lose a decision, you might as well quit. <laughs> um, yeah, I, I, I don't know. I, I might end up with like a plus two hundred on a boring Russian to get a finish. Like that's that's what 2021 is doing to me, folks. What a year, baby! <laughs> this is the year. Um, yeah, I think boring Russian wins. I know he's boring, but he's going to put a lot of pressure and he's going to do ground and pound. And if you have a guy who quits a lot, he, they look for, they look for opportunities to quit. If he loses huge the, the first two rounds, gets taken down early the third round, we could totally see a quit job. Just throw a couple punches. The guy's going to quit. Maybe, maybe put his arm like this and be like, Hey, how about, how about this number? You want to get in there? You want to get in there? So we can see a finish, but at the same time, like, man, it's hard to, it's hard to bet a boring Russian inside the distance. Um, you'd almost want way more than plus 200, even though he's facing a quitter, because even when you face quitters, these boring Russians find a way to keep it boring, get a decision, not pass and just sit in the guards. I will say that Alves has never been actually knocked out in his fights. He's got like a, a, leg kick TKO and an injury TKO and that sort of stuff. That's a prime um, quitter right there. Give me a pure <laughs> quit job. Don't get hit in the um, face. <laughs> but most of the time when he quits, he quits by sub. And the boring Russian doesn't sub people. So, I mean, it's it's tough. It, it's, a, it's a roller coaster in my mind right now. Yeah, that's a, that's a tough one. All right, let's move to the lightweight division as we had Demir Hatsovich versus Yancey Medeiros. I got, I like Yancey fights. Something, some crazy shit's always gonna happen. Dushan? Yeah, he he usually forces an, an action fight. Something's getting happen. He he might be getting knocked out, um, or you know he he could knock some people out too. Um, I I don't really like anything in this fight. Hatsovich. He he beat pretty shitty guys, and then he's lost to okay guys. 
Maderos is kind of the same thing. I, it's a close fight. I think it's going to be action. I'll probably pick the dog in, in Toutmaster, but I don't really want uh, to put money on either of these guys. Wes? Yeah, I mean, there could be anything happen in this fight. Um, you know, y- Yancey's fought the way better competition at this point, but, man, he doesn't do well <laughs> against them. Um I don't know. I, I kind of feel like Hajovic uh, um, can put some pressure on Yancey, man. Uh, Yancey likes to back up, uh, gets clocked when he gets going back up against the cage. Um, I'm going to pick Hajovic uh, um, by a late, a late stoppage, but, man, I, I can't. I'll, I'll probably bet it when I'm drunk, but I'm not going to suggest oh, anybody. We're going to bet fight. it. <laughs> every fight. If you guys don't have a bet on every fight, you're doing something. Yeah, right. like, I'm going to bet on every fight besides the chick fights. So let's be real here, Wes. We're gonna... <laughs> you need a I, I might have some on some chick fights. <laughs> well, there you go. We're going to spray Kelton's all over this book. Brad, yeah. what do you got? <laughs> uh, Yancey has fought the way better dudes. And the only thing holding me back from betting him right now, because he's the dog, uh, which is kind of surprising to me, is that he seems unwilling to shoot a single takedown. If he was willing to shoot any takedown, even the the bullshit that Mike Grundy was shooting last week, he would get Hazvik down, and he would win this fight. He can still win it if it's just on the feet, but it's definitely a, a harder path for him to win. But I, I still think that over three rounds, he's just going to end up throwing a bit more volume and probably land something big on Hadzovic at some point because that's what he tends to do. And uh, as Lance said, wild shit happens in, in Yancey fights. So I wouldn't be ex- uh, surprised if there's some wild exchange and either one of these guys goes out, but uh, I'm going to pick Yancey. You guys basically just talked yourselves in the bet that I'm already going to yeah. make. <laughs> Dog. N- doesn't go no. here. Doesn't oh. go here as a pick em. It's it's like minus one ten, minus one fifteen for doesn't go. And Yancey gets knocked out or he's gonna knock a guy out. And I think I think he has a better better chance than not of knocking this guy out. And if he doesn't, he's probably gonna gas himself out and then get something bad to himself. And I, I think this I do think this fight's mostly gonna, you know, stay in the feet. Maybe some weird takedowns here and there. And I, I think they're gonna be banging. I, I think they're gonna get in each other's face and I'm not that confident in either guy's chin to be able to take too much damage. And, you know, there's some power there. And I think it, at a pick em, um, I, I've been playing a lot more of these pick em doesn't go the distance between, you know, two guys who aren't very great. Usually two guys who aren't very great when they fight each other, they just fucking bang. And and we see finishes. And I, I, I like that here. It's only minus 110, minus 115. So I'll be on that doesn't go the distance. All right. I don't know what what this is. Featherweight division. Josh Kulilaba versus Shai Yulin. I think that's the one who won Mortal Kombat 6. Did we got know? another cute labia here. Oh, is this cute labia's <laughs> brother? I've never heard of either. So I, I didn't have. A, I was really busy at work this week because I'm out the next couple of days, and I did. If I if if I didn't know you off the top of my head, I was just moving on. This Shaw dude is a bronze god. Look at his fucking sure dog picture. Dude is tanned up. And cute labia is brilliant, so he's not good at fighting. Yeah, I, I got nothing on this fight. Oh, Zero. this is the dude who fought Air Jordan. Yeah, yeah. 
knocked and knocked the Canadian down in the first, and then of course lost the next two. He looked good. What's the line on this? He's like minus two forty. Yeah. Oh. Two fifty. Cute labia is. Yeah. Yeah. Oh. This guy. Oh, this guy's the the WFL WLF Wars veteran out of China. Yes, yeah, the the Wu Tang Fighting League. <laughs> Dang. <laughs> I don't like people playing with my phones. Uh, Brad, you got anything? Wes, anyone? Yeah, I just don't know uh, anything uh, about this this other guy, man. Um, uh, it's it's a complete passion. Bradley, what I do know about this other guy, never seen him fight. No interest in watching him fight. He loses to a lot of not very good guys. And when he loses to these not very good guys, he gets stopped by them. Who was taking over Saturday? Do you guys remember a couple uh, weeks I'm ago? I'm Brad's props. Is <laughs> you remember a couple weeks ago when all those Chinese fighters got shipped in and looked like absolute dog shit? And they told us, man, these are the greatest athletes that China's ever produced. These dudes were blowing people away in the Performance Institute. One of those dudes knocked this guy out in two minutes. What's the line? Um, I've got some Kulabao round one at plus five fifty. Plus five. What, what's what's him inside the distance? Yeah. What, what's what's him inside by KO? Uh, him inside is two twenty five. Yeah, that that's what that's what we're betting. Lance. Inside two twenty five TKO plus three ten. What is sub? <laughs> sub is eight forty. Boom! Book it, Russ. Take note. Nah, <laughs> I'm, just, I'm just taking some two twenty five. I'm good with that. This this go. dude's lost five or six times, four subs. I don't know. He seems he like got he got knocked he got knocked out in two minutes by one of the shitty chat of <laughs> Dude, the Wu Tang Fighting League you're talking about. Just a sec. Colby Gately says round one KO. There you go. Know. That's what that's what Brad likes. There you go. Nope. All right, uh, another another fight. That's whatever. My I think I think these, these two fights here back to back Western when I'm gonna like recheck the craps table outside. Yeah. <laughs> See, <I'm> <laughs> Looks like we got an hour break here. Uh, flyweight division, Bruno Gustavo da Silva versus Victor Rodriguez. You Sean? Good pronunciations. That was Victor Rodriguez. Was very very good. Was it good? Yeah. Silva I worked with every country. Every country I know. I with. It was more it was of like when you, when you got into the, the middle name on the, the Bruno. Oh, really? Bruno Gustavo. Bruno Gustavo da Silva. <laughs> I almost sound, you know, native, if you will. It's, it's a native yeah. tongue. Uh, you know. Yeah, I'm surprised this line is as wide as it is. I'm still not going to play it. Uh, I think Silva's getting a little too hyped up. Uh, he I lost. Who? who the fuck is this guy? What are you hyped up? I mean, his mind is mean, fucking 350. Are you saying we bet, we bet against page? him last time? <laughs> <laughs> yeah, that might be it. Wikipedia page for him. He's too much. <laughs> was it buys of fucking Munich? It might have been a Munich. What yeah, was? it was buys inside. <laughs> I think. I think we all bet. I didn't touch buys there. Uh, I, I think we should. I did. We should just gone fight doesn't go instead of buys oh, inside. Guy, <laughs> yeah. he, he, he destroyed JP buys, uh, who you guys all bet. Um, I think it's Bays. Bay yeah. buys. I really don't Spell care. Right he's there. not good. Um, his, his girlfriend or whatever, wife, she's an idiot. Yeah, he's getting dominated by her. 
Um, yeah, I mean, he's been in some close fights with some okay guys, but, like, minus 350. Like, I know Victor Rodriguez is not good. Um, he's, he's coming out of that Alaskan fighting. Or he fought <laughs> once, at least, for the old Alaskan fighting championship. That's always a good sign. Yeah, Victor Rodriguz so. is up in Alaska fighting. <laughs> <laughs> out there at all. I, I think Silva will win. I just can't lay minus 350 on a guy that's probably going to just win a close fight. He's 5-3. and three. I mean, the guy just banged at the door. Just bag, let me into the apex. I want to fight. <laughs> he is apparently seven and three. Is right. anyone home? Man. I'm here to fight for two and two. <laughs> let me in. That's a lot of money in Alaska. Victor Victor Rodriguez got knocked out by a dude named Johnny at Alaska NFC landing midnight sun. <laughs> that guy was from the crowd, guaranteed. Who had knocked out? First round knockout. The guy who was fighting, his car broke down and didn't make fight night, so they pulled that guy out of the fucking crowd, and he got knocked out by that. I think uh, think Bruno Silva is probably going to knock this guy out. Um, I don't know about first round or anything, but if I bet anything, it's going to be Silva's out. Brad? Yeah, this uh, Rodriguez guy has apparently never had a fight go the distance, win or lose, so... That's uh, that's an interesting prospect to look at. Uh, although the doesn't go is minus two hundred five, under two and a half, minus one fifty five. Probably a little more than I want to pay for a flyweight bout. Um, but Silva should win. Uh, I just can never trust a guy that gets tapped out by Khalid Taha ever. That's fair. Um, I'll take Silva. Not uh, not betting on this fight. All right, let's move on to the welterweight division and what should be a hilarious fight as we had Court McGee taking on Claudio Silva. New Sean? Man, I, I, I'm pretty sure I bet Claudio Silva last time against Kraus. Um, he gassed so bad. I don't know. It's been a while since I've seen somebody that gassed that bad. And Kraus, still, it was still kind of sketchy. Um he, I think McGee has decent enough takedown defense to to survive the first round, and then I just don't see how how Silva isn't absolutely gassed after that. Um, dude's thirty eight. He never fights. He obviously he had cardio at one point. That's he used to be able to kind of power through things. I don't know if he just got old overnight or he got USADA or what, but that was a, a bad look last time out. Uh, I have money on Court McGee in, in 2021. I, uh, I took McGee by decision. Uh, I, I, I'm not playing him straight. I need a little bit more plus money to play old Court McGee. So I got uh, a unit on him by decision at plus 234. Wes? Yeah, man. I, I, I don't think I can see it, man. Like, Court's like one in fucking five or something over the past fucking four years just made made fucking uh carlos washington look like fucking Marvin Hagler and shit like it's just a bad look at this point and i mean i get i get it about claudio silva you're you're gonna be holding on once this goes probably into the second round a little bit but 
you know, you Claudio Silva could absolutely win those first two rounds, and you're going to be needing Court McGee to, to finish anybody, you know, or, or getting a 10 8 round in the third. He finished um, that needle, uh, <laughs> put it away for good. <laughs> they had no chance. Uh, I'm not saying I'm, I'm fucking, I'm betting uh, Claudio Silva here, but man, it's, it's, it's tough to lay money on on Court McGee at this at this point, in my opinion. Um, I, I I mean, by decision's a good bet. This this if you're going to bet him, because this probably does go the, the 15 minutes. I just man, he could absolutely lose the first two rounds of this guy. He is fucking terrible at this point. Um, I, I'm gonna I'm gonna pick Silva for sure. Um, probably no no bet for me. If if I do bet, it's going to be Silva. Bradley. I mean, Wes, you say that you can't see people putting money on Court McGee at this point in his career, but somehow we got Carlos Conda even money against this dude last time out. So beautiful, yeah. Um, Man, Claudio Silva is—he's bad. He's very, very—he—he can do the jujitsu, but he can't do the wrestle. He can't do the strike. Um, and <laughs> it's, <laughs> it, I just don't, I don't see it. Like, I think he didn't get old overnight. He maybe got you started. I don't like to throw that out there about guys because I think everybody should be on steroids and should continue to be on steroids. Uh, yeah, I just think he doesn't fight, and he got old. Yeah, he's super old. He didn't fight for, like, four years at one point. And in those four years, he went from being, I don't know, 32 years old to 36 years old um, and never learned how to get better. So it looks like just a couple of fights ago, he won a split decision over Leon Edwards. That was, like, seven fucking years ago. Um, it was literally seven years ago. There you go. Uh, and never had good wrestling. Like, he's managed to, to drag guys to the ground. But Court McGee can actually, like, kind of wrestle. Um, you know, he doesn't get out-wrestled by guys. He's fought some good wrestlers in the past. Uh, I, I think he went pretty much even grappling with Ryan LaFleur. Uh, the only guys that have gotten more takedowns against him that I can remember are like Sean Strickland, who's a pretty good grappler. Uh, he outgrappled Brendan Allen, you know, a couple months ago and Sean Brady. So if you're not named Sean, um, then you're probably not going to out wrestle court McGee. And if this guy can't out wrestle court McGee, Wes said that he made, uh, court McGee made Carlos Condit look like Marvin Hagler. Claudio Silva is going to make uh, Court McGee look like Marvin Hagler in this fight. So uh, I, I'm I got Court McGee, baby. Uh, Court McGee minus one ten. Court McGee by decision. I got like plus two ten on that. Um, let, let's go. Let's get it. Yeah, I uh, I hate Court McGee. There's everything about him. I, I've, I've always hated Court McGee. I've hated Court McGee um, forever. I've always hated him. Wait, 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 wait. Did you know that he was previously a drug addict, though? Well, Brad, that's the main reason I hate him. Nobody likes a quitter. Everyone's excited about Diego, you know, his boyfriend and him are separating and all that. Like, I don't like a quitter. That's Court quit. Um, you know, with – Court's never been good. Has he really been good? If I say, hey, what are what is Court good at? 
He'd be like, hey, pushes he people. Up. He's, he's, he's up. good at, at yeah. sticking around in fights. Yeah. yeah. Which is what, all you what need a, to do against Claudio Silva. He's durable. I'll, I'll say this. When, you know, I'm not even – I'm not including Court in, in, at all in my breakdown. He doesn't matter. That Claudio Silva performance <laughs> versus James Krause, <laughs> I can't think of a worse performance. I, so you get knocked out in 10 seconds, whatever, you get knocked out in 10 seconds. Can you honestly think of a worse performance than Claudio Silva gave against James Krause? Uh, what's uh, his name? Rodolfo. The Brazilian jiu-jitsu guy that literally just died in cage <laughs> after five minutes. We just watched that not long ago. It's bad. Uh, it's, bad. it's bad though. It, it was a- Sarah, Sarah Morass against he, Vanessa yeah. Mello. He, he was gassed out in a in a minute. In one minute, he was he was just done. And I think what Court is good at is he's going to put pressure on you. He's going to move forward. He's gonna he's gonna touch you a little bit. He's gonna push you against the cage. He's gonna hug you. He does things that are boring that tire you out. What a perfect quality for this. Court also isn't a horrible wrestler. He's not a good offensive wrestler. He does enough to keep his fight standing. He's gonna hug you against the cage, but not get taken down. He's gonna land a little shots, and I don't even know if Silva wins a round. That was the most worst human <laughs> I've ever seen. Like, watching that performance makes me go, man, Jacare could win the belt. Like, that's how washed Claudio Silva was. Like, I'm watching that fight. I bet on him in that fight. I bet on him against James Krause. And I'm watching that fight, and I was like, what is this? Have, like, have you watched Court McGee fights lately? Because he's he not looking good. bet on Carlos Conde against him. It was Munich. Yeah, he looked okay in moments against Carlos Conde. That was unfair. They paid him not to take down, just like <laughs> just yeah, like in Kimbo. Right. I mean, that's right. yeah, he's a company man. That, Silva, that, was the, that was the worst human I've ever seen in a cage, that Silva fight versus James Krause. James Krause is completely washed. And he looked like a fucking hey. young up-and-comer. In that fight, like a twenty-two-year-old, he's, he's a tough fight. Bry he's man, yes, yeah, so is Court. Now I think Kraus is a tougher fight than Court. McGee. With all that said, come on, I think Court McGee is suited perfectly to win this fight. He doesn't get knocked out. He's a tough guy. He moves forward. He puts pressure on. He tires you out. Still got about forty-two seconds for my calculations of gas. I'm not betting it. I'm I'm not betting it. So I'm not gonna. Not gonna jinx y'all because we usually know what happens when y'all three are on one side, I'm on the other. It's usually not good. So I'm gonna I'm gonna let y'all have it. Yeah, I'm good. If that shows you what kind of card this is that Court McGee is needed, I don't know what else does. So let's now move on to we can go quick on this one. Heavyweight division as we have Ben Rothwell taking on Chris Barnett, who looks like a giant fat piece of shit dude they found in a garbage can great love it i i i must be a casual because i don't know who uh chris barnett is i I scrolled through his his fight career and he's fought a bunch of dudes that i know Mm -hmm. uh maybe i just missed him i i'm pretty sure i watched rise one Yeah, that's not a good sign. Uh, his last win was against an zero and one fighter. The one before that, five and three, five and four, four yeah, he's and five. Fighting, he's fighting Tony Lopez and kickboxing matches. Dude, come on, damn right. Like fuck, what do you want? He's just so There's... shitty that he could walk in and maybe somehow knock him out because it's heavyweights. Uh, I, I don't think it'll happen. I'll, I'll take Rothwell, but I'm not betting on. Fucking terrible heavyweights. Fights. This man's this man's grappling fucking YOLO and 
kickboxing right. Tony Lopez. Like he's Jesus just expanding Christ. his horizons. Yeah. That's what that is. Uh, this is this is fatties written all over it. I, I hope the line comes down a tiny bit more. Um, I mean, ben, ben Rothwell should win this fight, but it, it's going to be sloppy. It's going to be slow and sloppy. Um, I'll take a one and a half. Uh, I think it's like minus one forty now. It's come down a little bit. Um, hoping it, it keeps coming down a little bit more. People think that Rothwell's just going to knock him out. And I, I don't. I don't think that's going to going to happen. At least not early, anyway. So uh, it's going to be over one and a half for me. Brad, this man's got two nicknames: Huggy Bear and Beast Boy. It really <laughs> this guy's depends. been around forever. Like he's he has. been all over the place, man. He's yeah. been around forever. He almost beat Ole Thompson. I mean, this guy's a contender. Everyone just wants to fight. Brad, what you got here? I mean, he's he's lost to some quality dudes. He lost to Eric Prindle. You guys remember Eric Prindle? The nuts. Yeah, you're, lucky, you're lucky to the, walk the, out the, there the with your nuts. Out on like, the ground. Yeah. He broke yeah. his stick. Uh, he lost to, to Ole Thompson. He yeah. lost to Baby Fedor by Alex split Nichols. decision. Um. Let's not talk about that one because that completely goes against my point. Um, <laughs> but he, he's been in there with dudes. Uh, he's usually a, a fat piece of shit. Like this is this is just an epic T-shirt in the pool division fight. Like these <laughs> not dudes, not <laughs> these dudes should be required to wear rash guards coming into the cage <laughs> just just for safety reasons. All right. Um, but Wes, you don't need to wait for the the fatties to come down on this one. It's it's in range. Fatties is absolutely in range. Um, when Barnett has actually been in there against mediocre guys, he, he doesn't really get out of there early. Uh, I don't think that's going to happen in this fight either because Ben Rothwell after that layoff. Can he finish anybody? Nope. No, he, he can't. So it's going to go over one and a half. Rothwell's probably going to win a decision. It's going to be awful. Um, but I'm going to bet on Rothwell decision. It's like plus 225 or something I saw out there. Nice. <laughs> I'm going to bet on over one and a half at um, minus 140. Um, there's there's going to be some fatties happening in this one. And I cannot wait uh, also, like Barnett is just a fun dude. Like he he'll do some weird shit that uh, a man who is five eight and three hundred pounds has absolutely no business doing in life. Um, so hopefully he's at least in the kind of shape where he can do something silly in the cage. I don't have anything to add. Brad talked enough about this fight for the rest of the show, so we'll we'll uh, we'll move on. I'll, I'll take Rothwell. Uh, bantamweight division, Ricardo Lamas versus Bill Algio. You Sean? I think it should be a pretty fun fight. Um, Algeo's been in really, really fun fights in in his <laughs> UFC career. Uh, the one on the the Contender series, and then on short notice against Lamas, he, he kind of did what he could in, in against a, a pretty tough veteran there. Um, Spike Carlisle fight. Uh, he was able to survive the wrestling from the, the steroid ginger. Um, that takedown defense is a bit concerning. Uh, I don't think Ricardo Ramos is some elite wrestler, but he, he gets some guys down and, uh, and he's dangerous. Uh, he's a dangerous grappler. That's what's kind of keeping me off of, uh, taking Algeo. 
Um, Ramos has a bit of a sketchy chin. Um, I, I, I think it's going to be a good fight. Uh, but uh, I'll, stay, I'll stay away, but I'll pick Algeo. Wesley? Yeah, it's a tough one for me, too. I want to talk myself on, on Algeo as well. Um, but, man... I don't think I don't think Ramos has the takedown defense or uh, the, the takedowns of even like Spike Carlisle, uh, you know, eating fucking imported uh, mountain yams and shit. But man, if he does if he does get it there, it's the guy's pretty good on the mat, man. So um, Algio does seem like he has some some decent defense when he's on his back and in his guard and shit, but. Man, it's just kind of sketchy. I, I, I think Algio is the way better guy on the feet. Um, we, we've seen, uh, Ramos have problems on the feet already. Um, it's just tough, man. I, I'm going to pick Algio, but it, it's really hard to bet him because I, I could definitely see him getting, getting taken down and, uh, and subbed out or, or just controlled for a couple rounds. So, uh, pick is Algio, but, uh, Probably no bet until I got about seven to lose. Bradley? I am way more confident in Bill Algeo than than you guys are. Um, Ramos has so much quit in him. So much. Uh, and Algeo does it. Algeo does have no exactly. quit in him. Um, uh, apparently, he's a black belt. I don't care. Um, whatever. Uh, he's been subbed like once or twice in his career, early on in his career. But he's been in bad spots in a lot of fights. Uh, he was in, you know, kind of bad spots against uh, the the um, Jew-hating redhead Spike. Um, hate that dude. Uh, he was in bad spots against Ricardo Lamas on a fight that he took on, like, four days' notice and got out of those, um, survived those spots. So I'm pretty sure that he could survive against Ricardo Ramos. And once you're able to survive against Ricardo Ramos, he's just like, eh you know what? I don't want to be here anymore. I, I'd rather throw little like tippy tap, put one leg behind the other kicks that do nothing um, and try and look cool than actually do shit that's going to win a fight. And LGO is just going to drown this dude. Uh, he's not a big finisher, but I think just the, the pressure and, and the pace that he's going to put on Ramos Come the second and third round, Ramos is just not going to want to be there. Uh, I, I think that Algio might actually get him out of there late and give me even money. I, I took it last time when this fight was booked. I'm taking it again when this fight's booked. Uh, I, I like Bill Algio here. Yeah, kind of to echo Sean's uh, commentary, it, I'm not I'm not confident this fight's going to be 15 minutes in the feet. Uh, I think this – I think – Ricardo Hamas is going to be able – Ramos is going to be able to, you know, make this a little bit dirty, you know, push him against the cage, work for takedowns. And I think he can get some takedowns. And he's he's very dangerous in the ground. And yes, he might be a little bit of a quitter, quitter, but offensively, extremely gifted. Uh, very dangerous fighter, really good on the ground. Doesn't have the best wrestling, but Algeo doesn't have the best takedown defense. And it wouldn't shock me whatsoever if Ramos takes him down and, and gets a submission here. And – it also wouldn't shock me if he gets on top, stays on top, and, and wins a couple rounds doing so. And I think Algeo is one of those guys that, you know, everyone saw him early on, and then he, he fights Lamas, and it was a good fight and all this. And I think he's one of the guys people want to root for and people personally like. And I don't know if he's as good as people think he is. And 
I think Ramos isn't great, but I think he's good. And I don't. I think good might be good enough to be Algio. But with that said, I think Algio has the talent and skill to be able to beat win this one. And it could be on the feet. It could get to the ground. I'm just not overly confident in Algio. If this was Algio even like plus 125, I'd probably be on Algio. But laying minus 120, whatever, I can't in Algio because there is a lot of danger facing Ricardo Ramos. And he's still young. He could get better at any moment. He's, what, 25? Like, I think he's still really young. Guys like that who have been fighting for a while, they could – you can hit that peak and you can just go. And I don't, I'm not overly sold now, Joe. I don't think he's overly athletic. I don't think he's overly good. I think he is what he is. He's an okay striker who's very tough. Ramos has – I will say this, even though I'm picking and betting Algio, Ramos has some young Dubronx in him. Mm-hmm. That should talk you out of it right there. Anyway, let's move on nope. to the – Young Dubronx. Let's move on to the main card where the second best fight in the card will open us up as we have the middleweight division, Jack Hermanson taking on Edmund Shabazian. You, Sean. Yeah, this, uh, this boat order is, of course, very interesting. As per usual, the UFC does not know what the fuck they're doing. Uh, this fight, I, I like Hermanson here. Um, I still think Shabazian is a, a pretty big fraud. Um, I think he's going to have his hands full against Hermanson. Hermanson comes forward uh, and goes after it in the first round, which Edmonds kind of used to doing it the other way around. I think Hermanson's going to probably take down Shabazian. Uh, Brunson was able to do it. I don't think Hermanson's that good of a wrestler, but he, uh, I think he has the capability early on to get him down. And uh, that jiu-jitsu is, is pretty decent. Um, Edmund is, is, I think, going to be in trouble on the ground. Um, that being said, Hermanson has shown that he, he can gas if, if he, if the fight doesn't go his way in the, the first round. Um, I would hope he had, has shored that up a little bit. Um, I think Hermanson chokes him out or, or taps him out, uh, in, in the second round. I'm, uh, putting Hermanson in a, in a parlay that's probably going to lose. Wesley? Yeah, uh, I kind of like Hermanson here as well. Um. I, I don't think he has the, the, the takedowns of Brunts or anything, but when, when he gets a hold of guys, he, he finds a way to, to get them to the mat and get them in, in his world. And, you know, even more than Brunson taking uh, Edmund down in that fight, I mean, he just controlled him, dude. He just he had no idea what to do when he was on, on his back. Um, and Hermanson gets him there once or twice, and, man, he's he's got legitimate subs. Um I'm still not sure how, how good Edmund really is. Uh, he, he looks good at times. Uh, but these are, he's fighting some of the upper echelon guys at this point. And he's not looking great. So, um, yeah, I like Hermanson here. Um, kind of looking at him by subs around plus 200. Um, but I'll, I'll probably just play him straight at this point and see what that sub line does. Brad? I, I feel like the Brad Tavares win is going to be an outlier on Shabazian's record for quite a few years. Like, he's still young. He he could develop. He could become a very good fighter. Uh, but I think that that win happening as young as it did for him was probably a bad thing. Because then he, he's been elevated to this level of competition that I just don't think he's ready for. Um Earlier this week, uh, Bet Online hung a, a plus four hundred on Hermanson by submission. Um, so I 
I snatched some of that. Jesus. Um, cause that, that was kind of silly. And I don't think the, the gassing is a problem in, uh, in three round fights. We've seen Hermanson go five rounds a couple times. We've seen him be on the losing side of five round fights and still fight back after he's fought, uh, or after he's lost a couple rounds. So, Unless Shabazian lands something huge in the first round, which is absolutely possible. Um, the, the kid's a talented striker. Uh, I think this doesn't go well for him. Uh, you know, Lance, you always talk about at the, the lower weights, guys that have these upper body takedowns, and uh, they're, they're usually really successful. Hermanson obviously not at a, a lower weight, but he uses some of those upper body takedowns, and I think he can have success uh, with those against Shabazian, and once it hits the ground, I think he can wrap up a, a guillotine or, or something like that, say in a scramble, and probably put him away, uh, especially once this gets into the second and third, because, man, did Shabazian look bad once this got past, like, the, the six-minute mark uh, against Brunson. So I, I've got Hermanson here. Probably going to play him straight, uh, but I, I do have that sub-prop that's... Sorry, it's uh, I'm a fraud. It's long gone. You are a fraud. Um, Thank you. Man, I hate doing this. Got to go against you guys uh, on this one. I, I like Edmund here. I, I don't know what it is. I think in Hermanson's losses, he looks really bad, like really bad. And, you know, when we look at Jack Hermanson and, and the streak he's been on, I think the Gastelum fight was luck. I think I'll put it at luck. Go by leg lock. That's, That's a loser way to do things. Um, I mean, After you got tossed. But how yeah. he how he got up to, I would say, the, the – upper echelon of this division. Look at the guys he beat. I mean, worst on worst on worst. Powers Ladies, Meerkat who sucks, David Branch, and Jacare. That's how he Hermanson got to this upper echelon of the division. Those are win, late wins, sir. That was kind of the, the stamp of it, right? Yes, Edmund got Brunson. Brunson is good. Brunson is yeah. not bad. Brunson is a very good, talented middleweight. His wrestling is about 75 times better than, than Jack Hermanson's. I, I, I mean, he, he was a D1 wrestler, like maybe D2, but he was a wrestler in college. He's, he's a wrestler. Hermanson's not. And Hermanson, Hermanson's definitely got some, some quit on him, some give up in him. And I think, I think Edmund's going to put him in some, some dangerous situations early in that fight. I love to hate on Edmund like everyone else does because of Edmund. Um, and you know, I, I don't think this kid's going to be some world-class fighter or, you know, win a belt or anything like that, but his striking is great. It is very, very good offensively. He is a very good offensive striker. Hermanson's not so good in the feet. And I think Edmund can, can clip him, can get him out of there. And, uh, right now Edmund is, I think plus 300 by knockout. And really I see that as his only way to win. Yeah. And at plus 300 by knockout, when that's his only way to win, I think this fight's closer than that. So I'm going to play Edmund uh, Nakahara plus 300. All right, let's move on. David Dvorak, who I don't know how he wins. I watch this guy. I'm like, I hate him, but he wins. Uh, Rafael Rulian uh, Paivaia. He outlands people a tiny bit more than he He's gets. He's so boring. Yeah, yeah it's... We, we it's lost a bet there. There's a lot of dudes that we've lost bets against on this card. Oh, yeah. we, did we take Zumalgo off or whatever? I, no, I think I, Lance and I took uh, Espinosa. Yeah, or Espinosa. But he yeah. sucks. Espinosa so bad, so bad. Um, yeah, I don't. I think these guys are 
pretty close fighters. If I would, if I were to take something, I'd probably put uh, Fico's decision in a parlay. It's like minus one eighty. Um, Piva goes to a lot of decisions since Dvorak's come to the UFC. He has not really shown any kind of ability to finish. Uh, he, he finished a bunch of shitty guys on the regional scene. Um, as for a pick, I'll probably pick Piva in in Tout Master. I, I think it's just going to be a close fight and probably pretty boring. Wesley Colvin. Yeah, I don't have too much on this. I'm I'm going to pick Piva as a dog in, in Tout Master. I think he can just land the slightly bigger stuff. You're right about Dorvac. He, he just he just has ugly fights and does enough of still rounds and shit, close little rounds. So I think Piva can land the slightly uh, better looking stuff and uh, I'll take a decision there, but I'm probably not betting this way. Brad? Yeah, I don't love the fight. Don't really have a, a huge angle on it. I think it's going to be a, a competitive flyweight fight. So in a competitive flyweight fight, you're probably going to go to a decision and I'll take the guy that's got the, the better odds and the better decision price and private by decisions like plus 230, plus 240 out there. So that's the most appealing to me. And honestly, he's fought the better guys and looked pretty good against those guys. You know, he got robbed in Australia against uh, the one of the stupid shooty kickboxing guys, the little, like, midget one. Yeah, I... This fight's tough. Like, everything in me tells me to bet Fiva here. Um, he has faced a better competition. He looked good against Kaikar France um, in, in that fight. And he, he's fought just way better guys. I mean, Montoron... And then he's taking care of business where he's supposed to. Um, I, I think he's the more likely finisher if this fight is finished. Um, he he does have some good good jujitsu, but Dvorak just seems like one of those annoying guys who I don't think is very good. That's going to win a lot of fights in the UFC. And he's going to keep doing it. Who's that guy? I really hate uh, Askar Askarov. That guy. That guy sucks. Who like Man, I don't he's... think is good, but he has this weird style of of point fighting that gets him decisions and makes you think he's better than he is. I, I kind of see him a lot like that, just more on the feet and, you know, striking and just, you know, jabbing to death, circling. And he could definitely win a decision here. That's why I'm going to pass on this. But I would not be surprised if Piva finishes here. And if it gets up a little bit more, I, I'd probably definitely uh, – or not finishes, wins this fight. I would definitely take a stab. But I think at the current line and only plus 120, I don't think it's worth a stab. All right, and then these these next two fights are uh, are something – uh, women's featherweight division, Felicia Spencer versus Norma Dermont. Oh, she got a third name now, Viana. Um, did you mean the next three fights or something? Carlos Bars is my girl. It's Cookie Monster. <laughs> uh, I'm trying to lose money on Saturday, so I am betting a Canadian. Uh, I'm parlaying Felicia Spencer with Jack Manson. That is going to be a fucking dumpster. You just rip it. Rip that ticket up. Um, <laughs> Felicia Spencer gets way too much credit for going to decision against Cyborg uh, and Nunes. She is a good punching bag. That being said, uh, 145 is an absolute dumpster fire, and she is much more skilled, I believe, than Norma Dumont. Norma Dumont is terrible, and I think Felicia Spencer can take her down and sub her. So I think she's going to win. What's but she's Canadian, so. Yeah. Is she really Canadian, though? No, she's Floridian. There you go. But still. Florida man? Florida girl. Yep. Um, she just, she's better. Um, 
Yeah, I, I like the sub angle here too. Uh, Spencer's got a, a bunch of subs before she moved up in competition and got, like Sean said, she was just a punching bag. Um, yeah, I, I think she can take this girl down and sub her. I think subs around plus 300. I will probably sprinkle on that. Correct. Yeah, I, I did take some of that uh, sub profit plus 300 when it was around. Um, I mean, one of these chicks is like French or something. Is she French? Is she Brazilian? Dumont's she... Brazilian. Uh, Felicia Spencer was born in Montreal. <laughs> Figure that Montreal? one out. No, no, I, I, I meant Dumont. I thought she was like sounds French. Brazilian and French, right? French. Like, make up your mind. If you're going to be Brazilian, have a Brazilian name. Pick one, yeah, for sure. Yeah, um, so I don't know. I'll I'll, I'll go with Spencer here. I I threw a little bit on her by uh, by sub at plus three hundred, and uh, that's probably because Turk's going to be passed out, and uh, I'm going to have to have this fight on a TV while I'm in the house. That's fair. Um, yeah, I mean, I'll, I'll pick Spencer here, but this is not a fight. I mean, it's funny. There's people like bragging on Twitter, like Canadians. No offense. Uh, Bragging Twitter, like, she she went to decision with Nunez and went to decision with um, Cyborg and blah, blah, blah. I'm like, wow, 0-2. That's, uh, that is impressive. Um, Wait, what are the totals here? <laughs> I mean, Spencer could finish, though. Yeah, I know. I mean, it uh, wouldn't. Goes is minus 145. Yeah, no. Um, so, yeah, I'll pick Spencer here, but I, I, have, I have nothing. And this next fight's just trash can. <laughs> Um, we, we keep, we keep putting these heavyweight fights that are guaranteed to be horrible on the main card. It's pretty fun. I mean, this is the not, main card third from the top. What the fuck we got, are we, we doing we, here? We Us. got, we got women's featherweight and then we got heavyweight and then we got women's straw weight. This is, this is, gonna be, this is gonna be a crap. Show. I'm going to fucking hard eights all over the place. Uh, heavyweight division, Justin Taffa defeating or defeating facing Jared Vandera. You Sean? I have absolutely nothing uh, on this matchup. Vandera is horrible. Horrible. So yeah. is Tafa. Tafa yeah. should beat him. That's Ready? all I got. All right, Wes. Yeah, I actually think this is going to be the opposite of Fatty's, and one of these dudes are going to get knocked out early. Um, uh, Vandera is just absolutely horrible. So if Tafa just can throw some punches, he's probably going to knock that guy out. Um, I haven't I haven't played anything, but um, I would probably look under if anything. Right. Wes is on something tonight because it's another fatties happening. It's absolutely gonna be another fatties. Vander is losses. He's so bad, man. Vander is so losses. So is Kafa. Late in round two. Late in round two. Decision. Decision late in round five, <laughs> and that's all of his losses. All right, I'm, I'm going with that. Tafa's losses, decision. The one that's worrying is that he got knocked out by Jorgen De Castro. <laughs> that um, was bad. But, but if you've ever seen Jared Vandera throw a punch, I don't think you have to worry too much about that one. Uh, what you do have to worry about in this fight is. If Vandera gets on top of him, um, that could be trouble. But Vandera can't wrestle, and yeah, fatties. So bad. Jesus, yeah. so bad. I, I, these guys both suck. Obviously, I, I think Toff is the better fighter, and I think he's he's more likely to win. And 
you know, Tafa does have decent power. And when you look at his wins and guys he's supposed to beat, he takes care of them pretty quickly. So Vander is terrible. He's extremely hittable. And I, I don't see this one going more than, more than around personally, but you get your fat. I mean, you got a, a big giant piece of shit versus <laughs> the guy who wins most of his fights early, but he hasn't won many fights. So I could also see Vander getting on top of him too. So yeah, I, I'm not going to bet this unless I'm just really, really it's gonna bored. Be late. It's going to be kind of yeah, late. It's, it's going to be late. Depends how much you've won on the other yeah. or I guess, the card. I can yeah. be taking a quick nap in the sports book at this time, so there's, there's, there's no telling. But I'll, I'll take Tafa by knockout in the first round. All right, uh, women's strawweight division, Jan Janan versus Carlos Barza. You, Sean? Yeah, Shannon's getting hyped up um, from somebody. Next champ, some people, baby. Some people that allegedly watch these terrible like bro hugs in this division. Yeah. Like um, bro hugs was like, Jan Janan, that's the tweet. What? <laughs> oh my Dude God. couldn't even find a <laughs> bet last sweet. week. He's so petrified of losing, continually <laughs> losing, that he when couldn't someone, put a bet. I'm ready to like buy like Marley's package. I'm serious. Hey, it's like a it's like gonna be a it's gonna be a bid thing. Yeah. And you might as well fade these fucking. Well, things. the best part is That's what you do point. is you buy the premium package. You fade the bets. You lose your all money the bets, back. You, you get, get your money, money back, and you win all the bets. <laughs> no, a you get Ponzi you scheme get, right there. You get Brad. next week's package for free, so then it just you're in. Yeah. It rolls over, baby. Yep. Uh, all right, Nishan, what you got? I'm I'm still skeptical of Shannon's takedown defense. I know Gadelia got her down some, but she was able to stuff a bunch more. Um, Gadelia still got like almost seven minutes of control time. Uh, I think Esparza is is a better grappler at this point uh, in their careers. Uh, I think Esparza can can get her down and lay on her and s- straw weight it up. Um, I bet Esparza by decision at plus one sixty for a unit. Yeah, Michael J said Bro Hugs is uh, giving out his bets for free now because you know he's a big superstar in the DFS community. That's because yeah, he had no clients because he lost all no, their money. He's the goat. Like when, when I think of the gambling sports gambling community, like I don't think of like nerds, right? Like I think of like regular people, betting sports, whatever. The 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 daily fantasy, those are like like chess champions. Yeah. Like those those are like just the nerds of the nerd. Like these these daily fantasy people, like that's like a whole new level of nerdum. <laughs> Man, Wes. Yeah, I don't. I, I, I'm trying to to talk myself into having something on this fight, but it, it's hard, man. No, it's not. It, it is, man. Like you, I'm not sure as far as they can get the takedowns consistently that she's gonna have to in this fight because I, I think she probably loses on the feet. But I, I'm not. I'm not betting. I'm not betting the little the, the little China girl here. Uh, I want to bet as far as it, man. I just. She's it, man. She just caught gets caught in these really close fights that these judges have just been insane lately, all over the place. So you're you're rolling the dice with that. That's why you better by decision and you get some plus money. So those coins I mean, I, are worth it. I, I get it. Yeah, I mean, I get it, but it's just it's tough, man. With with how the judging is now, and as far as it is always in these close fights where. It's almost always a split decision, one way or the other. Um, 
I, I'm picking Esparza. Um, I, I'll probably talk myself into a bet on it. Fred? I don't give a single solitary fuck about this fight. Uh, I, I looked Smart at man. both of them. I, I looked at both of them on Tapology. I tried. Uh, Steve's got the right idea. There is a million Z's in that <laughs> name. Uh, and if we're being honest, it's Yen. Because in the last five years, they've each had one fight that has finished inside the distance. One of them, Carla Esparza's, she lost uh, 27 seconds before the bell by getting beaten up by Tatiana Suarez, who's coming back. My uh, my pick for breakthrough female fighter of the year. <laughs> so she's going well, up a weight division, so it don't doesn't count. matter. It doesn't well, matter. Hopefully her neck doesn't explode on the first um, And then Janens um, was uh, a no contest from cuts in the first round <laughs> from from headbutts. Um, yeah, this this is this is awful. Uh, and apparently, the the winner of this gets a title shot. Why not? Fuck it. Like what? Straw weight, baby. What the fuck oh are we doing? God. Women's divisions are deep, real deep. Great. Yeah, I uh, I'm gonna bet on this fight. I, I bet Carlos Esparza almost every fight. Um, it's a, uh, it's it's one of the only women's fighters that have has an actual wrestling background, and usually you get some wrestling training and stuff like that. But like, she actually has a wrestling, an actual wrestling advantage where she can shoot takedowns, double legs, actually do takedowns. And she's one of the only ones, honestly, that has a actual wrestling background uh, in the UFC. And I think versus this one, like, I think I think she can get takedowns. I think she can get on top. I think she can stay on top. Um, where, she, where she usually loses is, if you look at her career, it's more of like the jiu-jitsu-based kind of like elite-type grapplers is where she usually struggles. If it's someone who's more of a striker, Carly usually finds a way to get those fights to the ground, and she can stay on ground. She has pretty good top control. She's very good at holding people down. Now, she's not good at damage when she's on top holding people down, but how many times has Carla got a takedown early in the round and held them down the whole time? It's all the time. She She's getting battered on the feet. She gets a takedown. She holds it down. She can win rounds, and I think in this fight, I don't think she's in danger of getting stopped, obviously, and I think she has enough of a wrestling advantage with her actual wrestling takedowns to get takedowns here, to hold her on top, and win this decision. I think it plus money. Um, I think the hype's there for for Jan. Um, I think everyone thinks she's this this next big thing. She's not, um, and I think Carla plus money, I think, is a must bet. Yeah, all right, bantamweight division, main event, uh, pretty good fight. This card's pretty weak overall. Um, not a lot matters, but this fight matters-ish. Uh, Rob Font, Cody Garbrandt, interesting. New Sean. I think Garbrandt's best way to win would actually be to wrestle Rob Font. Yes. And I believe there's about a 3% chance that Garbrandt <laughs> actually is going to fucking do that. That's like you, three Garbrandts. The, the last time that he actually implemented a wrestling game was probably his like second UFC fight, and even then it was it was kind of just to to mix it up. The dude likes to bang. He likes to hang with the boys. The boys. 
People thought that that win against, I don't know, people thought that they, they saw a bunch of improvements from him against the Sun Sal. It was an amazing knockout, but he was he was getting goaded into a brawl, and sure, he does have power if he does land, it, it is scary, but those defensive liabilities are 100% still there. Rob Fawn has shown a, a pretty damn good chin, really durable, and he's got some good-ass hands. I, I think this is going to turn into a war, and I think Rob Fawn is going to knock out Cody Garbrandt. Um, I, I'll trust the durability of Fawn way more than Garbrandt. That dude is still chinny. He still lives, leaves his chin right out there on a platter for guys to hit. Um, I've played Fawn inside at plus 158 for two units. I was hoping I would get some plus money just on him straight, but it doesn't seem like it's going to go that way. I might just have to add some more to inside the distance. Wes? Yeah, I think, I think Rob Fon's going to knock out, uh, Galbrand here. Um, Sean, Sean's right about the last fight against the Sun Sal. I mean, a, a Sun Sal was, was getting there and, and he was just making Cody do the things that we've seen Cody do in fights that ends up getting his ass knocked out. I mean, every single time. And Rob Font, is not the dude to be playing around with that shit. He's got great hands. He's got good power. Um, he's durable as hell. He's got a, a hell of a chin on him. Um, I just, all of those things is what I want on a dude that's fighting Cody Galbrandt. And I mean, we know Galbrandt's got good hands and he's got some, some good power as well, but man, every, we've seen it every time he gets into a firefight. Like what's probably going to happen at points in this fight. It doesn't go well for him. I, I don't think it does here either. Uh, I, I like Rob Font quite a bit here. I have a, a pretty big bet on him, and I, I like him inside the distance. TKO as well. Fred? Uh, apparently, Hunanhai Yichi Zhiguang is how you say hang with the boys in uh, in Mandarin. There you go. <laughs> That's little, nice. little language lesson for you guys. Um <laughs> Another fun fact about Cody Garbrandt is that they actually cut off Sean Shirk's arms um, and transplanted them on to Cody Garbrandt as a baby because that, that, that dude has some little stubs on the end of his body. And it, it's actually amazing that he managed to be a good bantamweight uh, with, with, those, with those tiny arms. But People overblow uh, a lot of the things that, that Cody's done. Um, you know, some fun knockouts, the the Cruz performance that everyone's like, oh, man, that's the performance of his life. It's a, you know, he dominated him. He dominated that fourth round, but that was actually a competitive fight. Uh, yeah, but anytime... he dominated the dancing in that fight. <laughs> yeah, that that's the thing that people remember is that he danced around and he made Dominic Cruz, who's not an accurate striker, miss a lot uh, and then would dance about it uh, and, and got in his head. But any time that Cruz actually just like threw a jab or threw a leg kick or, or threw any straight punch rather than like jumping into Garbrandt's counters, he was landing. Uh, Cruz landed a lot of stuff in that fight. And if he had any power at all, he probably would have knocked Cody Garbrandt out in that fight. So Rob Font, who is going to do 
all of the successful things that Cruz did in his best or in, in Garbrandt's best performance and none of the stupid things, none of the dancing around into counters, I think he's going to have a ton of success against, uh, against Cody. There's still concern. There, there's still the fact that Cody's fast. He's got power. He could land something massive in the first round, but Font is very durable. And I think he's just going to jab the shit out of this dude until Cody gets fed up of getting jabbed and probably jumps into something. So I like Font here to just kind of break him down, whether he breaks him down physically or just breaks him down until Cody does something stupid, which he does in most of his fights. Uh, that is still to be determined. But either way, I think Rob uh, gets a, a finish in this fight um, by walking Cody into something. Yeah, I like Fawn here. Um, I, I think it's everything you guys said. I think Garbrand is obviously chinny. He gets hit a lot. Um, and he gets himself into these wars, and he's just not prepared for them. Um, you almost feel bad for the guy. Like, if he had a chin, he's probably still there, right? Like, he, he has the skills. He has the boxing. He's able to do it. His wrestling isn't that bad either. Like, he, he is a pretty good wrestler. But he gets in these firefights, and his chin cannot hold up to him. I think offensively, he can hang with anyone in these type of firefights, and, and we've seen that in a lot of different areas. But I think in this fight, you know, like you guys said, Font has the better chin. Um, he has good power and Font's really, really been coming onto his own. And I think, I think he's a guy that's a lot better than we think. He's kind of like, he's, he's very unassuming. Um, you don't hear much about him. He's a quiet guy, but he's got big power and he, he's a good guy. And I think he's improving. And I think this fight is perfect for Rob Font. He's got a guy who's going to stand up and fight him. And, you know, Font doesn't want to fight these wrestlers. He wants to fight guys who are going to bang with him and banging with a guy who doesn't have a chin is usually, uh, Usually a good thing for you. So I like Rob Font here. I think I think this line's only a pick'em because Cody Garbrandt has that name, uh, and I think people like to look at old times. And you know, with Garbrandt, he's not old. Like he's not even thirty yet. He's still a young guy. But that chin has has been weathered, and he gets in these firefights. He's not the smartest fighter. And <clears throat> I like Font here, and I think he he catches him. Um, it's around pick'em. I think right now in terms of the money line, it's about mm-hmm. one plus one seventy five on knockout. I'd probably just take it take it straight to be honest, where you know it's possible Garbrandt could could survive here. But yeah, I like Font here, and this is gonna be the consensus bet of the week. So that is going to be on Rob Font. Garbrandt um, also got wrecked by COVID. That's another thing he did. been good so Jack Hermanson. Yeah. Uh, also he, said he could barely train. I, I forgot uh, a very important piece of my breakdown. Um everyone wants to talk about like how these, uh, you know, Font and Qatar and all these dudes are from the New England cartel. They need to rebrand as the Boston Teep Party. Maybe. Eh? Eh? Maybe. Yeah, nailed it. I'm, 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 I'm going to say maybe. It's um, better than New England cartel. That's true. <laughs> That's true. Well, that'll do it for this week. We appreciate you guys listening. Last week was awesome. We had Dew Bronx winning the belt. Um, so we really appreciate all your guys' support. Listen to the podcast, rooting for our boy Dew Bronx. Um, there's a card this week. It's not great, but there's bets out there. So we'll be posting our bets. And we appreciate you guys listening, and we will talk to you next week. <laughs>